been a fantastic morning already, but uh, we're just getting started. Uh, the last few days, some of you may or may not know, we've had a bit of a prophetic presbytery uh, running. We've had a number of the leaders from both here and Cheltenham come along and, and be prophesied over. And so I'm really excited to see the fruit of that through our church and what's to come. And one of the, one of the prophets we've had is Pastor Ted Fabianic, and he's the, the founder and senior minister of Faith Life Church in the western suburbs of Melbourne. He and his wife planted it in 2004, and he is incredibly insightful, and he hears from God in such a powerful way, and I know that you're going to be encouraged and blessed as he ministers with us this morning, and we've got some members of the prophetic team who are going to minister alongside him, so be expectant to hear from God and be excited for what he's going to speak into our people and into our church this morning. So, Pastor Ted. Ah, oh, come on, you can do better than that. Come on. The better you clap, the better I preach and prophesy. So, if you didn't get anything out of today, it's your fault. Hi. Okay, first rule. Um, I've been given permission to treat you like my church, so we're going to be here till 4 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> First thing we do there, in God, nothing happens by striving. If you strive, you put it, you're, doing, you're trying to put God into debt, and God's not into debt. See, striving says this, I'm going to really work hard, and because I work hard, therefore I expect to be blessed because I worked hard. To receive from God, you've got to relax, breathe. Have you ever seen people receiving God like this? <gasps> we were taught that you have to do that. To receive from God, you've got to relax. It's called grace. You're going to need grace as a church. Because God is calling you to extreme optimism. I like the word extreme. When I learned the beginning of extreme in my life happened when I was a youth pastor. I had a youth group of 36 kids. And this witch got saved. And a party animal got saved. You know what a party animal is? Is there any party animals in the house? Okay. A party animal is a person that when they go to a rave party, they will drink as much as they can, take as many drugs as they can, they will dance until they have no energy left. When they first came into our church, one was dressed like a party animal. One was in a velvet gown with a hood. White face, jet black hair. Well, they got saved. That's what happens when you bring people to church. I know it's a radical thing, but it does happen. Okay. And then one day after our youth meeting, I thought I was radical. And they came to me and they said this. So Pastor Ted, why is it? When we were in the world, we gave everything. So when the party was over, there was nothing left. But then we've come to God and everything is so reserved. You come in half full or you go out half full. You go full and you walk out full. To them, the key was to me. Now, you get this. this these two kids are now telling the pastor what's wrong with him. That's, it's the other way around, isn't it? The pastors have got to tell you what's wrong with you. And that started a radicalness that we grew from 36 to over 500 young people attending our meetings. People getting saved, people getting healed. Now, we're going to pray, we're going to do a whole lot of stuff, but this is the word of God for this church. What is normal in heaven becomes radical on earth. See, when we... When you look at heaven, and you, the Bible says we, we, we pray it a lot, but we don't get it. We go, our Father which art in, hallowed be thy, thy kingdom on earth 
It is in heaven. Now, we, we have a huge problem with that. If this is what heaven is like, we're in trouble. Come on. If this is what heaven is like, who wants to go? Is this too honest? Now, come on, think about it. If you're eating at a lousy restaurant, and then somebody goes, this is the reflection of a good restaurant, who wants to go to the good restaurant? Man, look, look, as a kid, I grew up in a religious church. You were happy in the car park as soon as you came into the church. I thought it was a funeral every day. See, to me, I'm a PK. Hell was coming to church. Because if you smiled, that's not reverent. If you're happy, if you're expecting, so I used to think, man, I want to backslide. And I was backsliding and Jesus came with me. God is calling this church to extremeness. You see, what we do is we take something so extreme and then we dumb it down so that it feels good to us. Extreme giving. Extreme praising. You know when you get some of our young people putting in checks of 10,000 people, $10,000, that's extreme. One of my kids, I call them my kids, gets his first job. So what does she do? She goes, I want to give to the church because I believe in a vision. So she gives me $10,000. For that, that was extreme. Then another couple goes, oh, we're extreme as well. So they give him 50000 Is it okay to talk about money? You see, what attracts the world and what solves problem is when people start to become extreme. And the moment you start to become extreme, you become normal. We've just come back from PNG. We were involved with our Believe campaign 2017 started by Planet Shakers. In two weeks... We saw 110,000 conversions. One meeting alone, we saw over 40,000 people instantly healed. Oh, I thought somebody would clap. I, 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 <laughs> no, no. Now, now watch this. This is what's happening now. I, I was just... I, in the front row, we were just talking about healing rooms. We have doctors sending patients to our healing rooms. That is extreme. Let me give you another extreme one. We've got one of our doctors. A guy comes in and he says, man, I've had so many nose operations. I can't do this. Nothing's happening. Nothing works. So she comes up to him and she's not allowed to, tell, she's not allowed to pray. But she goes, um, can I give you a message? And, she, and he goes, yeah, oh, yeah. So she starts going like that. And he goes, <sighs> and he goes, I can breathe. And he goes, what did you do? He goes, oh, it's a new therapy. <laughs> See, we have doctors running our healing rooms. That is extreme. See, what, what you need to your problem, to, I believe this is a church, a corporate thing, that God wants you to start to become normal. But what normal looks like in an earthly realm is extremeness. See, what we do is we try to fit the atmosphere of heaven into a mold that is suitable for us. So we go, don't talk about that, don't talk about that. Now let me show you something. When a church or a person goes through a problem, they devalue themselves and they also stop having high expectations. I'm here to tell you as a church, you need to stop having low expectations. Now, I didn't come to do a message. I actually don't believe in messages anymore. I, I, you know one of the comments I really dislike as a pastor? Oh, great message, Pastor Fabiani. In the, in the Holy Spirit. I don't want you to think, oh, Pastor Ted, if you come to his church, he's built you up. No, I've got others to do that for me. When you go through a hard situation, 
you devalue your expectations. And if your expectations give low expectations, give root, they become the normal. So you come to church, low expectations. You give low expectations. You pray. Because you know what? When you've been hurt, oh, sorry, I'm used to a really big pulpit. See, when you're hurt, you bandage yourself up. Then you protect yourself. How do you protect yourself when you've gone through a problem? You lower your expectations. You okay? Okay, think, think that you're a black church, right? Okay, you're black. shake the tree. You know. Okay, this is what I'm normally like. My church think I'm on drugs. I probably am without knowing it. But see, when, when a church goes through an issue, when a couple go through an issue, because there are marriages in this house, that your expectation is just to retire and live in the same house. Do you realize that you can be divorced and sleep in the same bed? <laughs> oh, but well, at least we don't get invo- divorced. Oh, come on. You'll get used to me. Okay, you'll get used to me. Because once I lower my expectations in my marriage, I stop giving. And when I stop giving... I'm drawing away. I have a label that says marriage, but I have a relationship that says divorce. On the outside, I have a nice face, but on the inside, I'm ugly. Not with you two. I like, I like this couple. I've, I'm, I'm actually going to give them an offer to come and look after some of my people in church. I've got an office for you, comes with a car. And... Excuse me. Uh, uh, uh. How do you know I'm not prophesying? Oh, what's happening in this place? See, as a church, this is what God, your Father, says. I want you to raise your expectations. Because to, for you to hit the next round where God wants you to, you cannot do it with these expectations. You cannot come to church thinking, oh great, I'm just going to give a little bit. I'm just going to pray a little bit. I, you know, to some of you need to get radical because the way you worship is this. right? For you, radical must, could be this. For some of you, you raise your hands like, it's like, you, like give me arms. You know, I'm beg, begging, right? Then for some of you might go, oh, next level. For some of you that are like that, and you, that's normal, you've got to become radical, go. Somebody's watching. I hope my, I hope my hands are clean. Yeah, I think that was a good day. You know what? I love my grandkids. And my grandkids, I remember one time talking to them. And um, we, were, we went out to lunch after church. And I go to Ava, 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 how was church today? She goes, didn't go to church. And I go, and I go, I go yes, you did. You went to church. No, 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 I didn't. And I go, why not? There was no worship. Because for them, church is you run, come to the front, and you dance until you drop. And then you go and sit down. She went to children's church and they didn't do that, so she got ticked off. I I don't want to go to church. (laughs) See, for her, the new radical is, this is what we do in church. So when she takes over leadership, she's going to go, this is the norm. See, what happens is when expectations drop, you get a new norm. But Bible says whatever is, ra- what is, ever is normal in heaven, when it's brought down to earth, it becomes radical. I'm not just believing to pay my mortgage off. I am believing to be a giver. I had an opportunity to talk to a radical man the other day. We went out and he got me to pray for his business and his leadership. And, and we're talking about being radical. One day he's in a meeting like this and he stands up and he says, God, I want to give away $1 million. He didn't say I want to earn a $1 million. He goes, I want 
to be able to channel over a million dollars into the kingdom. He's not done that once. It's ongoing now. Ongoing. To him, that's normal. I'm sitting next to him during tithes and offerings. And he goes, how many thousands are you going to give? But I'm a pastor. Everybody knows pastors are broke. Oh, I'm looking at the time. We're going to start prophesying shortly. But as a church, your finances, your marriages, your relationships, your jobs, lift your expectations. I am expecting when I go to church. I'm expecting when I go to a small group. I am expecting for over an abundance coming my way. Let me share another one. We had one of our guys come in and he said, he came up for, for healing. And the team said, well, what's up with you? And he goes, uh, I've got sinus problems. So they prayed for his sinus problem. But what he didn't tell them that he needed a knee reconstruction. They were praying for his nose. And God gave him a knee reconstruction. Now, that's not fair. That isn't fair. That is just not right. Because it was effortless. You see, one of the lies that we're buying into is if I raise my expectations, I'm going to be disappointed. But heaven thinking is when I raise, when I raise my expectations, I'm going to be blessed and I'm going to be an overcomer. Now, let me give you, I'll finish on this, then we're going to start prophesying. The word, the Bible says this, go out into all the world and make what? What is a disciple? I, I, I know, I know, I know. I memorize scripture. I've got one down packed for God's alive, the world. That gave you something, you're a disciple. I pray for five minutes a day. Woo-hoo. Do you know what a disciple is? When a rabbi sees a potential disciple, he does this. Can you memorize the first five books of the Bible? And he goes, yes, I can. Then he says, well, this is what I believe. Can you articulate what I believe? Okay, you can. Can you do what I can do? You can. Fantastic. Come and be my disciple. That's how you qualify to be a disciple. Now watch this. Peter is in the boat. There's a storm. And he sees Jesus walking on the water. And he goes, hold on. I'm his disciples. The reason I am picked so that I can do what he does. So he says, Jesus, if it's you. If you're my rabbi, if you're my teacher, call me to do what you do. Think about this. We think discipleship is just, okay, a little bit of prayer. But discipleship means is you got picked by God because God believes that you can do what He does. Oh, 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 oh no, 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 no. But that's pride. No, that's heaven. See, we've dumbed down and reduced heaven to an earthly minor experience that happens every now and again while God says, lift it. I'm having an experience. Because what attracts people is not normal. People are not attracted to normalness. Come on. You mean to tell me I can go to church and still feel like when I never went to church? Why would I do that? Why would I give if I'm not going to get blessed? You know, I, I, you get these silly people going like this, you know, goes, oh, I don't give to get blessed. I just give because I'm a giver. Well, you stop it. The reason you give so that you can be given, so that you can keep giving. Anyway, we won't talk about that. We'll do it another time. But God comes in and he says to Peter, Peter, because I called you, you can have extreme optimism. Step out. 
the only reason that Peter sank, he took his eyes off normality and he brought it down to an earthly level. He goes, I'm just a man. This is water. I can't do this. Who says? Who says as a church that this is the size you're supposed to be? Who says that you are at this job and you'll never get another job? Who says you'll never own a house? Who said, come on. Let me give you another example of extremeness. Look at this young, young little ratty kid. His job is delivering pizzas at 4.50 an hour. Comes to me and goes, all you talk about is money. Money, 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 money. So I said to him, and, he, and he, so he goes to me, why do you give? So I told him why I give. And I go, if you become extreme, you'll become normal. I lost touch with him. Next thing I know, there's this guy walking a dog past my gate. And I looked at him and he says, oh, Pastor Ted, Pastor Ted. I've just been promoted. He says, what, what to? He says, I am now a part owner of a real estate firm. And I go, what happened? He says, in the corridor, when you told me to be extreme, I took it up. And I went from 4.50 an hour to I'm owning half a real estate agency. Wow, extreme. We planted a church in one area. The mayor came to see me to give me encouragement. He said, Pastor Ted, didn't anybody tell you? I go, tell me what? that this is a preacher's graveyard. No one can build a church. The average church in this area is 36. They can't pay their bills and they've got to all join up together. <laughs> he was wrong. We went into one of the poorest suburbs and we had the biggest per head giving in Australia. People go, in that neighborhood? Yeah. Why? Because we're extreme. God's calling you to be extreme. Extreme. You were not born to watch others succeed. You were born to succeed and lead. You're an amazing woman. And what I see is these circles around you. And what these circles are words. You can't do that. You can't do that. You lower the expectation, but God says to you, rise your expectations. As you rise your expectations, these words are going to fall off. Because God is calling you for greatness. I see people around you, and they're taking orders. They're going, what do you want me to do? 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 And you're going bang, bang, bang. And then I see you with this huge problem, and somebody comes up and jumps this problem in your lap and says leave you and, and I see you going into the room and you're praying God what's the answer and God gives you a download you come to everybody else and you have a, like a corporate meeting and, and you go this is the answer bang bang and they go oh, how did you do that because you're extreme extreme I, 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 yeah. supersize it supersize your expectations supersize your friends listen to me carefully here this is the word of God for you if this is who you call a friend. A friend is somebody that is always pushing you up. If you are pushing other people up, they're not on the same. You need to surround yourself with both. Those that you are pulling up and those that are pulling you up. Because, oh man, you're amazing. Because God's challenge, not challenging you, inviting you into extremeness. Can we, hey, psst, psst, psst. That's it. We might have to do a drum solo shortly. I'm looking at you. Hey, I want the prophetic team to come up. Start looking, praying. God's going to take you from a low level to a high level. There are blessings coming your way. 
to me for a second. There are opportunities that have been missed by you. You know what I'm talking about. And you, and, and all of a sudden you think, oh, oh man, 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 I've missed this, I've missed this, I've missed this. Here's the word of the Lord for you. Every opportunity that you feel like you miss, God's going to give it to you. You're going to look back and you're going to say, hey, I had that opportunity, but I missed it. I missed it. Get used to having this. But no, no, God's been going up after you. And he says, I picked this opportunity. I picked this. I picked this. I picked this. And I give it to you in one lump sum. product of two people you're not a product of okay now we have this baby I wonder what we do with it you know what you are God looked at you and he says I've designed this amazing young woman I have designed her and I'm going to put her through a people and I'm going to put her through a woman that will not understand her I'm going to put her through an environment that will try to box her in but because you're not from a boxing environment you're from a heaven environment so your name wasn't named on earth. Your name was named in heaven. You, this is what God wants you to know. You have been chosen. Now listen to me carefully. Just because others don't understand that, doesn't matter. It is between you and God. And your kids are going to be blessed. I'm, I'm presuming they're your kids. Hey, these kids are going to hit a high level in your life. or financial opportunities to you. It's going to be open and it's going to bless you. It's going to bless you. Hey, I have also this word, it's all going to be good. Your future is good. Your children's future is good. I just feel like God wants you to relax and go, God's going to look after it. God's going to look after it. Because it's not just your needs. It's His needs. And what God wants you to do is to go, she has a need. Father, what are we going to do about it? So I want you to get this, is that the Father wants to partner with you. He's not going to just give you orders. He's going to walk with you. And in your house, there's going to be blessings upon blessings upon blessings upon blessings. Hi. How are you? You're good, aren't you? Are you after this, you will be good. Because God looks at you and He says, I've got somebody I can trust. I've got somebody I can trust. I've got somebody I can trust. What I see with you is that God is going to show you needs. And then He's going to use you as an instrument to meet their needs. I actually also see financial needs where people come to your finances and you look at your, you go to the ATM and the ATM is lying at you. It's, it's saying, you haven't got that much. But, but God says, I'm your ATM. So you can draw, you can draw on me, draw on me. And there are, t there are visitations coming your way where the Holy Spirit is going to be so real that you're going to say, man, I'm talking to this face to face because God is going to elevate you. And God says, you need to tell me exactly what you want. Do okay. It's like God, uh, just, just wait, can I put a pause on this? I'll put a pause and I'll come back to you. The one thing you don't do with God is when God says, what do you want? Do not do this, whatever you want. It's rude. When God said to blind Bartimaeus, what do you want? I want to see. God says, great, I'm going to give it to you. So what we need to do is be bold. When God says, what do you want? I need a car. God says, good. I need a house. That's good. I need a job. Good. I need a job that pays. Good. I want a marriage, but I want a good marriage. That's good. I want a loving marriage. That's good. See, we need to have some extremeness. Okay, coming back to you. God is going to overwhelmingly bless you. You're going to be blessed going in, blessed going out. 
you're going to enter a season where he's going to embarrass you with the goodness of God. You're going to be embarrassed. God is going to actually embarrass you with the good things. David, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same. The past doesn't equate the future. It's never going to be the same again with you. I know him because we're kind of related. Young guy in the white. You guys good? Yeah, I'll, I'll stop in a moment. They're hanging out to do this, you know, because they get paid per prophecy. Seriously, so that man, he's told me he's there. Man, he's good. You're going to prophesy all day, man. God's going to give you witty ideas. You're going to have witty ideas. So, you know what is amazing? You get this little kids. Okay, you look like a little kid. Designs an app, and he goes, Phew, "What an app!" And he becomes a millionaire before twenty because he designed something a little witty. You're a child of God. You're smart. You are intelligent. Do not box yourself in. Ask God, God, I want this. I, I don't want to live here. I want to live at this level. And I just see you. God's dropping stuff on you. And people say, how did you get it? That was really easy. God gave it to me. It's God that makes me smart. See, your dreaming is not on the level of who you are do or what you can do it's on the level of him so God's coming to you he says what do you want I want this I want this you are going to be so amazed at the life that you are going to have witty ideas ideas that others says how come I couldn't understand that how in the world could he because when God blesses he increases and you're going to be a blessing, not just to yourself, but to others. Unimus? Hi. How are you? Hey, Ted's my name, by the way. What's your name? Hillary. You look like a Hillary. Wow, well, I'm just going to... This woman looks like... Doesn't she look like... Yeah, we, we all agree. You'll all be praying for Pastor Ted after this. There's going to be an increase. Your life is going to be so much fuller now than it has ever been. You are not in a decrease. You are in an increase. Every cell in your body is going to respond to the power of God. Every mind, everything in your body is going to start to, okay, I can do this. I can do this. Do you know what's really interesting? In the culture that Jesus was born in, there was no word called retirement. You know why? It's because once you stop having goals, you don't need to be fed. Can I put a pause on that here? I'll, I'll come back to you. Now watch this. When you haven't got high goals, you don't need to come to church and get the power of God. When you haven't got high goals, you're not praying. You're not believing. See, the moment you stop having high expectations, it doesn't matter whether you come to church or not. It doesn't matter whether I read or not. Why? Because nothing's going to happen. But when you raise your expectations, the Holy Spirit says, I need to get resources to you. I need to get words to you. I need to get blessing to you. So what happens? High expectations make you hungry for God. When God says build a church, when no one's building a church, God help me. When He says you don't have to build a church, God don't need to help me. Come back to Hillary here. God's going to drop things in you and you're going to go, I'm supposed to be doing that. I'm supposed to be saying that. I'm supposed to be praying for that. And when that starts to happen, you're going to get this rejuvenation of energy and going more and more and more. Because God is so pleased with you, but He wants to give you more. This is not a word that says you're not doing anything. But this is an, an invitation. God says, I want to give you more. I want to give you more. I want to give you more. That's a good word. I wish somebody had a word like that for me. 
the, the anointed mark, right? So for you, I see you're kind of stuck in a room of mirrors and you're looking at yourself in so many different ways and comparing yourself. You're looking at people going, I can't possibly do that. I can't do that. God says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. He says that you are his special possession. He knew you in the womb and formed you then. He is the potter, you are the clay. And he is fashioning you into an amazing powerhouse that can actually do the things that you look at people and say, no, I could never do that. God, don't tell me I can do that because I can't do it. He says you can do that. So you need to pull off any comparison where you compare yourself, any limitations that you're putting on yourself. You need to get rid of those because God says that you can do it. He's designed you for that and you can do it. So believe that. Hi, Beck. <laughs> um, when I saw you before, have you ever seen a picture of the Shroud of Turin? Okay, so the Shroud of Turin is like an image of the face of Jesus. And so I see that you have like a blank canvas and the creator of the, of the universe has his imprint on your life. That where you go, there will be like an imprint left of God's love and grace and that you'll bring light to people um, and that a city that's, what it has to say, uh, you know, I forget the passage, uh, Matthew 5, 14, um, a city on a hill cannot be hid, that, that you'll be a light and that you'll bring grace and joy to people throughout your life, that God has his image imprinted on you no matter where you go. How are you doing? Oh, there we go. That's really hard. Excellent. Don't know your name. What's your name? Mandy. Mandy and Eddie. Mandy, there is a call of leadership upon your life. Absolute call of leadership in your life. You are a firecracker absolute firecracker and sometimes it's going to scare you and intimidate you if it doesn't it's going to but I want you to know you're a solid rock for her you're an absolute solid rock for her and you're going to allow her to step up into those things but you're also a leader you have a strength and a wisdom about you and it's deep and it's quiet but yours is out and it's loud okay and I really see I want to start, start, start expressing it and don't sit there and think you haven't got anything to say you haven't got God is going to give you those words to say. He's going to bring people around you because you've got, you've got a real heart of compassion as well. And that heart, and you're going to be able to speak life into people. And you're going to speak transformation into people. And it's not even going to be something you're going to have to, to, to work at. People are going to be drawn to you. And God's just going to increase a capacity for you to be able to do that. But above all else, guard your heart in this time. Keep it pure before Him. Keep it pure before Him. When she needs pulling back, pull her back. When she needs to let go, let her go. Become her greatest encourager. Keep speaking life into her. And God's going to speak life into you as well. He's going to bring people around you to encourage you and to show you how to be a great husband and a great father and a great man in the workplace as well. But it's solid. I just see real solid rock about you. Your faith is never going to be shaken, never going to be moved. You've got that ability. When things come, you're going to turn to God. You're going to start praying for your family. You're going to start praying for your community. And you're going to see things just absolutely explode. Absolutely explode in your life as well. That's awesome because I just saw um, a picture of a house. And it's built on a cliff. And it's looking out over the ocean. And I don't know where you guys live. <laughs> Maybe you're going to live on a cliff <laughs> looking out over the ocean. But I sense that that house is built on solid rock built on solid rock and what I believe the Lord is saying is as you build your house as you build your family as you build your ministry on that solid rock which is Jesus and the solid foundation that is the word that will have far more of a reach than you can do in yourself so it's just an encouragement I guess to plug into the word get, get into the word get solid rock in your foundation so that the trajectory is far reaching
God says to you, take what you need. That's it. Take what you need. And take what you need for you and for others. God's coming and giving you. He says, look, ask and you shall receive. God's letting you know you have needs. God says, take it. Take it. He's the key to taking. You don't take once. You can keep taking and taking and taking and taking and taking. It does not stop. You have an open invitation to take what you need. to focus on because there is a mighty man of God in you and you need to start to believe that you need to believe that you are a mighty man of God that can do these things that can carry things can dream can have vision and can influence people because you do and you can and you need to start to believe that and watch what happens hey Sam I had, uh, had you as well had the, the scriptures it's the new wineskin there's a new anointing that's coming upon you. That means you've got to have a new wineskin for it. So it's off with the old and in with the new. And that allows for the stretching. That allows for the fermentation of the wine to expand. So I really feel God is expanding inside of you. You are. He's, you, 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 it's like you're filling out in the spiritual. And you're starting to develop those muscles that you're going to be able to actually explore and, and lift heavier weights with. I really feel that there's that anointing on you as it comes and to, to embrace that. To, to let go of the old and let the new come in. So affirming what Jimmy has just said, start to believe big things. Start to believe big things. And you're going to see your big God is giving you a new wineskin that's going to be able to take and, and absorb that capacity. So Father, thank you. Thank you for Sam right now, Father, as you cover him. Lord God, you cover him in this time of expansion. Lord God, you protect his mind. Lord God, you continue to transform himself through your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Barbara, I had the word for you is trust, that God is calling you to a higher level of trust. And as you trust in Him, you're going to be able to be so much more radical that you're going to give all your, any issues you have to Him, any burdens. You're just going to be, feel confident that He can deal with those for you and just coming to a whole new level in Him. Amen. Oh boy, I love this bass. You can feel it. First thing, we're going to do something, change a little bit. But Emmanuel, isn't it? Yeah. You're going to be a prophet. Today, I'm going to set you, God's going to set you apart. You already know that. There's something inside of you that knows that. And God's going to take you to the nation's of the globe. Not only that, you're going to see, see, 
people think that prophetic is just about saying things but it's also about miracles prophets also carry miracles and you are you're going to be praying for the sick and you're going to see them heal and you're going to have a voice a unique voice but i mean that it's not your physical voice but there's going to be a, a unique message and some of these things we're going to drop by one day you're going to look wow that happened because i'm going to just lay hands on you now father in the name of jesus i just set him apart i set him apart for you i set him apart for you in jesus name now we're going to do something unique with the church this is the reason these kids are there not because of time restraint or anything this is a prophetic thing because these kids want to stand on your shoulders this is how this works this is how church should work is that one generation breaks a certain limitation then this generation stands that and that becomes their normal see what for you and I what is like wow we made this to them that's normal so guess what they're going to do is they're going to lift it even higher and then their kids are going to take it even higher so we as a church I don't want you to see this as kids anymore when, when I go into my children's department I don't see kids I see world changes I see business people I see doctors I see lawyers I see professionals Watch this, watch this. Hannah wanted a baby. She goes, man, I'm barren. I want a baby. I want a little baby that I can hold. Cutie, cutie, little baby. She wanted a baby. But God said, I'm not going to give you a baby. I'm going to give you a prophet to the nations. Everybody's thinking she wants a baby. But God says, no, no, no. You're, you think you're holding a baby, but you're holding Samuel. And what's Samuel going to do? He's going to be anointing kings. Samuel rose David. See, when we look at these kids, they're not kids. There are answers to problems. There is ingenuity in them. There is finance in them. There is greatness in them. There is worship in them. need more noise from this department come on that is a noise that that's a non-tray the reason you need to do that is because you guys think oh we're just young we're just young when I was when we were this age we were in a dead church and we and instead of calling it dead we decided to have prayer meetings so we would go out into an open space in car park and yell our lungs out we, we thought god was deaf so we would yell our lungs out we didn't know what we were doing but we just said god we cannot live like this anymore so what happened in this we were in a dead church and we started a revival so what we would do is we would have a meeting like this and then have another meeting afterwards what we noticed then that the adults were coming to the young people's meetings to get healed we didn't know what we were doing, but what we had is we go, we want more. We want more. Do not saddle. I'm not saying you're dead. Okay? Some of you are going, well, you should do that. I'm just encouraging him. Is it all right? Yeah. Of course it's all right. Lift your expectations. I want you to lift your expectations. Why do you have to work for somebody? Why not let somebody work for you? Hey, why not wish, I wish somebody would give me a car. Why don't you go, God, I want to give away a car. You know what, I started to play for, I, I was praying to get a Mercedes. But you know what the best thing about getting a Mercedes was? I could give away a Mercedes. I love giving away stuff. I used to be, please somebody give me. I'm now the opposite. I want to be give, I want to give. And I realized God was so keen. He says, Ted, it's really good when you have a need. But hey, how about doing that? Why not start a business? Yeah, you. He's going to promote you. 
The Holy Spirit is going to promote you from level to level to level to level to level. You, you're going to be another one of those that people are going to, you're going to be embarrassed when, when people are going to come up to you. How in the world did you go from here to here? And you're going to do this because the Spirit of God is upon me. See, religion says the Spirit of God is just for church services, but God says it's for the world. God needs women of faith in the marketplace. And you're going to be a woman of faith. You're going to be, I can do this. I know that I know that I know that I know. They're going to call you, stop being so extreme. But you go, no, no, I've got to be like my dad. What's your dad like? He's extreme. And I don't want to be normal. I want to be extreme. Before you were born, God put seeds of greatness in you. That's why the irritations. That's why I can't stand that. I can't stand that. I can't stand that. Because there's greatness in you. You keep looking at him. Mama, Papa? Yeah, right. Okay, now, now, are you all good? Okay, now, 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 watch this. A higher extreme thinking is, as I am prophesying to this young lady, if it's resonating within your spirit, then take it. See, when we, we always think about, oh, it's personal. It is personal and it is corporate. So now what I want you to do, I want you to stretch out your hands. And we are going to release faith. We're going to release a spirit of prophecy on them. You know what we taught our kids in our children's church? Is if they have a need, they pray for themselves. We don't have to pray for them anymore. I've lost a job because of them. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, Father, we release faith over these amazing, amazing children. Father, I release entrepreneurship. I release lawyers, doctors, accountants, bus drivers, train drivers, carpenters, plumbers. Father, in the name of Jesus, I release them into kingdom changes. Father, they're just not going to live a life of existence, but they're going to change their communities. Father, in the name of Jesus, I release that over them. Now just lift your hands up. We're going to release faith over this church. Because you're not where you're supposed to be. You're not where you're supposed to be. You're not where you're supposed to be. You are to be in high momentum, in high momentum. Father, right now in this church, I release the spirit of faith upon them. Father, I release that. I release the prophetic over them. Father, I release finances over them. Father, in the name of Jesus, I break the mindset that says this is it. I break the mindset that says we can't go further. Release. Released in Jesus' name. Released in Jesus' name. Father, right now, I just release healing in marriages. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that every marriage, Father, would be touched by the power of God right now in Jesus' name. I prophesy relationship of closeness. I prophesy healing in marriages. I prophesy it. I prophesy it in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, every broken relationship, let there be healing. Father, I pray for unexpected gifts and promotions. Father, unexpected returns. Father, in the name of Jesus, in bank accounts where there, is, there has been nothing happening, I pray let there be happening. Father, for every person that hasn't got a job here today, open doors of divine opportunity. Father, not just to meet their needs, but to become a need so that they can meet needs. Jesus, I just release extreme optimism. Extreme. I don't want to see one get saved. I want to see 10 get saved. I'm believing that my mortgage gets paid off. 
Did you, if, if, look, look at me for a second. You, you want to hear something extreme? God just dropped me out. There's a, there's a guy in our church. Um, he mows lawns. And um, it was a couple of wet seasons and he was low on finance. So he starts praying. And um, he says, man, we got no, I've got, um, if I'm not working, I'm not earning. So they sort of hit a little bit of a, I, I can't pay the bills. And um, so the wife does the ironing and she goes into her cupboard and um, she goes, uh, I'm just going to put it in. She opens it up and there's a wallet of cash. All $50 bills in sequential order, brand new. So she runs to her husband. She goes, oh, you've been holding out on me, baby. You've been holding out on me. Here we are. We can't pay the bills. And you got to, he goes, what are you talking about? He, he goes, I found, I think it was $350 or $500 in brand new bills, sequential order, sitting there. And he goes, did you put it in? He goes, no. Did, has anybody been in the house? No. That's extreme. But that's, see, in the kingdom, God says that's a normal thing. The reason I'm saying that is some of you feel, I don't know the right people to help me. Well, I haven't got the contacts. God says, if you haven't got the contacts, I'll become your contact. Come on. See, you, the reason I'm telling you this, these things is not just to brag. Actually, it is to brag. But because I know this church has gone through a hard time. I know some of you are struggling. And I just didn't come here to pep you up. I just believe God wants to come and stir you up, 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 stir you up. Now, I'm going to finish off with a prayer. Is that all right, guys? And then if you guys want to go, I'm, I'm hungry. I want food. Do you know what the word amen means? So be it. Okay, let me give you heaven's extreme idea. You know what amen means? Do it again. Do it again. Let me show you this. We were in PNG and this, this guy comes up to the platform and he says, I get, and, and, and my leader comes up to him and says, what, you, what happened to you? He says, I got a broken back and God healed me while I was just in the crowd. And he goes, how did you get that? I fell out of a tree. And the next thing you know, somebody else stands up in the crowd. There's a crowd of about 8,000. The guy stands up. I fell out of a tree too. I had a broken back. And the moment he said it, I got healed. And then another one and another one and another one. So somebody else came up. Man, I had a broken arm and, and, and God healed me. Another one. Oh, I got a broken arm. Oh, I had this. So what the word amen means do it again. I'm giving you 12 messages in one go. Do it again. So when you see a miracle, do it again. That is why you need to prophesy. When God blesses you, talk to the pastor here and go, hey. See, what we do in our church, and I'm saying you have to do it, but it'd be good. <laughs> I get myself in a lot of trouble. Anytime somebody comes on our pulpit and testifies, I get him to pray. So when somebody in our church gets a financial breakthrough, we get them up here and he shares it. Everybody goes, yeah. And they go, we don't stop there. Now I want you to pray. God, do it again. God, do it again. God, do it again. Somebody that hasn't had a job for, you know, for over a year and then comes up, what are we going to do with him? As soon as he gets a job, I get him behind here. Now, come on. Hey, I got the best job. I got this. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. When you see a good marriage, do it again. You see a good business, do it again. When you see Ted, do it again. I, I do it anyway. Because God wants to take this church and make it an example. See, we think it's just about us. But the prophetic word for you is, there are others watching you. And some of them are watching to see if you'll fail. <laughs> Silly people. But God is going to take this church and He's going to elevate it. 
And you know what's going to happen because of you guys? There are other pastors in other churches that are thinking, man, I don't, I, we should close our doors. Um, it's not going to work. And then God's going to take them to you. And they're going to come to you. And there's a spirit of God's going to rise up inside of them. And they go, what you did for Bayside, do for us. God, what you did. And you're going to see these churches. These churches all getting healed, saved, and delivered. Why? Because there was a church that had the audacity to stand up, had the audacity to say, I want heaven on earth. I don't want to have to go to heaven, but I'm going to bring it down to this level. Sister Russia. Hi. I'll come and get you. An amazing woman of faith, an amazing woman of prayer. God's elevating you and he's calling you up and he goes I want you to start to fight I want you to start to fight for people because I am going to fight with you start to believe I just I just kind of feel like you, you, you it's almost as if you've been forced to go oh this is good enough this is good enough this is good enough God says it's no more long, longer good enough I'm going to give you the desires of your heart it's called you've got desires that are so secret that you haven't even told anyone because you go, well, well I'm past it. It's, it's not going to happen. But you know what God does? You're in a realm where the Holy Spirit comes in and He says, I gave you that first desire. I'll give it to you. Just because it's been a season of long and, and it's been that long dark nights and you think it's over. But God says, no, no. You, though your end was small, though your beginning was small, but your end is going to be great. You need to get ready for an acceleration of blessing. I need to tell, say this to you. God looks at you and He can't find anything wrong. God looks at you and He goes, I've checked this woman out. I checked my daughter out and there's nothing wrong with her. Tell her, if I can't find anything wrong, why is she looking for it? Hey, you're perfect. Your prayer from now on. There's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with my faith. I am in a really, really good spot. The Lord is ready to bless you. You are amazing. Hey. Hi, what's your name? Malaya. Wow. You're going to be an amazing woman. You are going to, God is going to come so heavily upon you that people are going to find you and they're going to say this about you. I, I, I wasn't feeling good. I was feeling sick. And I, and I met this woman. I met this person and I got healed in their presence. You are going to set so many people free. I could keep doing this, but hey, I'm getting hungry. This is what I'm really liking. Pray for my wife and my church, guys. I just cannot get over the destiny that's in the house. Okay, let, let, I, I get to preach all over the globe. But I can honestly tell you I am this atmosphere that I haven't felt before. I, I'm, in, I'm in an atmosphere that I just go, God is just... Okay, coming to this church, this is so easy. Effortless. Because I'm going to pray in a moment. We're going to break the spirit of striving. In other words, you know why? Because we think that God blesses us is because of what we give to Him. God's going to bless you because He chooses to bless you. And when you are begging, you're not in the receiving mode. You get into the receiving mode. Okay, Father, I am not going to beg for finances. I'm going to receive finances. I'm not going to beg for peace. I'm going to receive peace. We're going to break that off you, off your marriages, off your workplaces, because God wants to accelerate you. And what's going to stop your acceleration is your self-effort. See, God wants you to run. Self-effort gives you baggage. And the more you try to get self-effort, the more baggage you get. Guess what happens? You slow down. God says, give it back to me and run. Come on, stand up with me.
You good? Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak to the spirit of striving. Father, I speak to that spirit that says, I am not good enough. I have to prove myself to God. I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to. I break that spirit of this house. That, Father, everybody that comes in here will start to flow in the endless favor of God. Father, no more striving in marriages. No more striving in relationships. No more striving at work. No more striving to be accepted. But, Father, right now, I pray the spirit of unmerited favor to come upon every single person. Father, in Jesus' name. Now, this is how we're going to finish the meeting. Guys, what we're going to do is we're going to teach them how heaven does stuff, okay? Okay, okay. So, so now, I, I know we talked about being radical, but we have to do it, okay? Now, for 30 seconds, I want you to give God a radical praise. Okay, so if... You're like that. This is radical. You're going to do it. Okay? Like that. Like whatever. But, see, people go, oh, you're just doing that for fun. No, no, no. What happens is this. For every word that needs to be a response, we need to respond. We need to respond. Or otherwise, it's just another message. So what we're going to do now is for 30 seconds, I want you to give God every ounce of energy every ounce of your praise I want you to go I haven't got anything left so for 30 seconds guys we're going to whoop ready one two three go come on thank you Jesus thank you God thank you God you're amazing you're amazing come on come on keep going keep going come on come on 15 more seconds 15 more seconds come on 